Hi everyone, welcome to my eighth podcast episode and tonight is part two of my mini series Hustle and Heart and I have a very special guest joining me tonight. Former stripper of Atlanta nightclubs Magic City and Onyx is sharing a piece of her story and truth with us tonight. So you don't want to miss it. I hope someone is empowered by this. I hope someone is inspired by this and most importantly I hope someone is healed from this. So again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support, and let's get naked. Okay, welcome, Judith, to the Naked Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to have you. It's been, you know, I actually have been wanting you to come on. I know, I know. And finally, I'm on. Yes, you are on. And so you're going to tell a piece of your story tonight. Yes. And (laughs) I wanted to know why why now why do you feel it's a good time for you to come and share a piece of your truth with the world well I feel as though um my journey up until the point where I'm at currently right now uh dancing really played a big part in my life and so the woman that I've become or am becoming too um I don't want to discredit or regret anything I've ever done and stripping is kind of like frowned upon but um it's it was a chapter of my life and now that chapter is closed and I'm turning to a new page so I just want to express and get it off my chest it feels like it feels good you know yeah yeah. it does because you're because I feel like you healed correct in a sense right so it's almost like when you start to speak your truth Mm -hmm. it's like no one can hold that against you because you own it correct it's a very free feeling. I mm-hmm. totally get it. It is. Yeah. So also, um, people do know that you and I are very close friends. Probably don't know how <laughs> close we are. Yes. But it's important for people to know that this discussion that we'll um, engage in, a lot of the answers to some of the questions, I don't know, believe it or not. Right. So I'm also kind of like on the edge of my seat because it's like, I want to know some things, but you know, I do have all the questions. So I'm (laughs) going to just, you know, pull some things out, but Mm -hmm. I want to pull those things out so that we can continue to focus on the positive side of it, you know? So you might have to take some trips back down memory lane, maybe some dark places, some challenging places, but to be able to like turn that around, turn that negative into a positive. That's what we want to do tonight. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I'm going to be on my best behavior. People don't know that you asked me to be on my best behavior. (laughs) Please. Okay. I'm going to try. No, I will. But, um, so you're on the naked podcast and and I have to say that you're going to get naked, but it's, it's not the naked that you were once used to. How do you feel? I I feel great. It's a, it's a, it is a different kind of naked. I'm going to be more so vulnerable and transparent with what I what I have to share but um yes feels good to have clothes on but still be um spiritually naked yeah yes my sister yes I'm so excited okay (laughs) so um so there's a million dollar question out there um and I'm going to ask it Mm -hmm. um and I know you're gonna share bits and pieces of it so just can you briefly just kind of give me um an explanation as to why stripping um in a world where people were graduating high school most were going off to college not all Mm -hmm. right and so you you took this turn what 
what was happening during that time when you made that decision? Well, let me say, first and foremost, I never thought in a million years that I would have stripped. Not Mm -hmm. that um, I'm looking down upon what I did or regret Mm -hmm. it, just never in a million years. I did attend um, Pensacola Junior College, but it wasn't for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I had dreams and aspirations of being this singer and moving to Atlanta was something I really wanted to do. So I kind of like dropped out of college, packed everything up in my little black Acura and um, headed up to Atlanta. And when I got there, I still didn't know like what I was doing which direction I was gonna go in but this is my first time like being out on my own and um I really to this day I don't know like what made me do it I've always had like a little bad side kind of to me if that makes sense some people may not have known um but just growing up how I grew up doing certain things and kind of like when you say I'm sorry when mm-hmm. you say bad side like more of kind of like a rebellious soul mm-hmm. per se very much so like okay okay very much so stealing doing things that people probably would have looked at me and didn't even expect um me to do but yeah so to this day I really don't know what may actually made me strip I just mm-hmm. living on, on my own I just was like I got to pay my bills. And when I got to Atlanta, I was living with uh, three other girls. Two of them were actually already dancing in the club and I had absolutely no clue. And when I stepped foot in the club and I seen how much money those girls were making, mm-hmm. oh, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. I was like, oh my wow. God, it's, I got to do this. Like, this will help fund my career. That's, so that's what okay. I was thinking, but I don't really know what made me just like, just do it okay so there was no from what I'm hearing you say there was there was no like aspirations of you to be a stripper it's just definitely you just it just happened okay it just happened okay it just actually happened yeah okay um it's something else that you said that I kind of want to go back to for a second when you said that when you moved from Pensacola to Atlanta and you said you really didn't have um you didn't really have like a plan. You didn't really know exactly what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So if you can focus on today in terms of like guidance or having some type of plan, how mm-hmm. important of a role do you think just having a plan for yourself is? Because let's just say, had you had a plan, do you think some things would have been a little differently? I really think it would have actually went differently um, to where that, to to a point where um I probably wouldn't have been so in a need to put money over uh how do I say like money over actually my heart's desire like I thought a dollar bill was gonna get me there instead of actually just saying here's my plan let me execute it um let me find different avenues to get where I need to be instead of saying, oh, in this world, you, you need money to survive. So if I'm going to be this singer, I need to, you know, find a lump sum, get some lump sum of cash. But I really think having a plan and actually executing it, even though 
you may not know what the path looks like mm. uh, would have been very valuable for me at that time but me just going off the you know off the right. whim and just doing what I thought would have been beneficial for myself at that time wasn't you know yeah it wasn't right but no that's good that's good I just I think that's really important especially today because I think a lot of us have those goals and dreams and then some of some of us our plans are a little more concrete and like you said we may not know exactly how the end is going to look but just kind of having that plan kind of written out right you know could make a difference so I just thought that was interesting so um moving right along so what was your first experience like the first time you danced your first time dancing what was that like I will never forget um I was extremely nervous um let me first start out by saying when I started working in the club I was a shooter girl and a shooter girl is um kind of like a waitress but she walks around with shots she has a tray and she's trying to sell these shots for ten dollars and um I was like, well, let me just uh, sell shots before I get into dancing. Let me see if I can make some money this way. And it absolutely flopped. So after like four or five months of doing that, I just um, sucked it up and like, let me just try it. So the first actual night I danced, all the girls in there in the locker room were like, oh, here's the shooter girl turned into a stripper now. Okay. And everybody's looking at my body, you know, looking at me like, oh, okay. So the moment I stepped on the floor, I was extremely scared, terrified. I'm like, I've, you know, it's a difference having on a bathing suit, but the fact that in Atlanta, you get fully naked. I was like, people are going to really be staring at me. But in my head, I was like, I got to, you know, get this money. I got to get this money. So when I stepped out on the floor, I will never forget one of the girls, Angel, her name was. Mm -hmm. She was like, just come on. Just come on. Come around the corner. I came around the corner and I got my first dance and she kind of stood beside me and like, just do this. Just do that. I didn't have no clue what to do, how to really dance or anything but I had the butterflies and I could tell you I was so offbeat so but, okay so mm-hmm. so in Atlanta you get completely naked so there you, you were com- fully nude really I didn't yeah. know that I mean not that I know much about the stripping culture but yeah. I didn't know that you got completely na- naked okay so this is interesting too um I don't know if you remember this but we were friends at the time you were stripping. We were not talking as frequently as we do now. Right. But I remember, do you remember how I found out that you were a stripper? No. I don't know if you remember that. No, yeah. No. I I remember. Um, and this is so, this is still very popular now. But um, I had, someone sent a message to my phone. And honestly, truly, I do not know which who it was per se mm-hmm. um so of course we're not gonna say names but I got a screenshot of you I got a screenshot of you and they asked me if it was you I'll never oh. forget that I'll never forget that yeah I but did that, whoa I never posted see I kept that private so I never posted anything of they were in the club oh yeah they were in the club and so oh, I remember wow. 
I know. And I'll never forget, you came to, you know, you had came to my house. This was probably over the summer. It was sometime. And we were just talking. And I think, well, I did. I, I, um, I brought it up to you. <laughs> and I think, and I think my response to you was not what you expected it to be. Exactly. My response towards you, towards you dancing was not what probably you thought it would have been. I don't know if you remember that day. I have absolutely no clue because I kept everything. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I kept private. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell anyone. It's no one's business. Is right. What I'm doing. So, right. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. I can't re- believe you don't even remember the day that you Mm-mm. were at the house and I told you that I had found out. And no. I, I remember telling you, I said, I don't want to be that friend where my friends can't tell me things and I understand we have private moments and stuff that we mm-hmm. want to go through just with ourselves but mm-hmm. I remember that and ever since then I knew you oh, know I did so, not yeah. know that I can't I don't yeah. even remember and I would I say only like a very select few people knew that I knew and yeah. like they told somebody else that was it I wasn't telling anyone about my personal life I felt like that was no no one's business because I didn't want to get judged or frowned upon because I'm exactly. stripping and I'm taking off my clothes, you know. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I kept it very yeah. private. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely did not judge you either. Like I I don't didn't. remember, but I don't I don't yeah. believe you would have anyway. So yeah. Yes, you know, I try to be open minded. <laughs> so, you know, I just my moment has come now. So now I can ask you all these questions. <laughs> um, so any anyway, um, Moving right along, um, during that time of you of you dancing and stripping, I'm sure you had some regrets. I'm sure you had some some moments, not in terms of you dancing in itself, but just like maybe some moments where you regretted some things about that chapter, in a sense. And if well, if you could name just a few things, what would they be? Name a few things. Well, if you could, I mean, it doesn't have to be um, a few. But- well, what I regret from it, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say that how the the fact of me taking off my clothes and being surrounded by other women, it kind of turned into a competition and mm. it turned into, um, to, it didn't, well, not turn into, it, it was changing my actual character, who Judith actually was, because mm. in the club, I went by Germany. Okay. And when I left the club, I was still Judith, but it was changing me to a point where I was getting upset. I would get angry. And I'm like, this is not who Judith is. But when I'm at work, you have to be a little more aggressive. You have to be a little more harder, a little more competitive and all for a dollar bill, all for the attention of a man to, you know, for you to get paid. And it's like, I'm walking around, it's like, it's, you're walking around with a blank price tag, you know, and Mm. you're allowing somebody else to put a price tag on, on you. And so I just regret that I let the money and the environment start to change me. But as soon as I felt it, I was like, oh, I had to catch it. You know, I had to come back and I'm like, no, this is not who I am. So I just regret for the most part that I was letting it get to me because you can make so much money that it makes you feel good some nights. Mm. 
And then you'll have a um, situation where a gentleman might treat you less than what you know you are worth because you're in the club and you're taking your clothes off. So what can you say to the person? You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I just regret that portion of it not necessarily the entire thing entire thing yeah Yeah. it did it helped mold me and it helped um give me certain characteristics that I did need being you know this little naive young girl from Florida but other than that and some of the friendships in there like I regret but other than that I don't regret anything this is okay um I think that's interesting. You said something, and I want to go back to that. You Mm -hmm. said it was like having a blank price tag. Right. Well, let's let's Mm -hmm. just pause there for a second, because we can take that outside of a strip club. And I think that there's a lot of women even today that are walking around who have never danced, Mm -hmm. who are allowing other people to put, you know, a value on themselves right or a price on themselves so Mm -hmm. what would you say to that now and this is for women who may be still in the strip club or not like women who are just out here now who they are allowing other people to put a price on them and that that would be their worth right I would say you have to um learn yourself and really love yourself and that is a process because in this mm-hmm. world we're taught to love and value things outside of our spirit and you know our individual person before we actually love and value ourselves yes so um loving and valuing yourself even if you are a stripper I don't care what the price is or how much someone's offering you for whatever uh you still don't let nobody bend you or make you feel less than what you know who you are or what you feel like you're worth just for a dollar bill or just for you know a relationship for anything you have to really love yourself and so stripping made me love myself because I would Mm. come into different encounters with different guys and it didn't make me feel good and Mm. And I'm like, I would question myself and I would reflect over the night or reflect over what that person said. And I'm like, but I'm this person and they don't know that person because they're looking at me from one aspect. But Mm. I wouldn't allow someone to treat me a certain type of way just for for a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to do it. And I would argue with guys in there. I would cuss them out. I've been into fights, you know, in the club with men. So I'm like, no, this is not how it's going to go. So, yeah, really loving yourself and really knowing who you are, which is still a process because every day you grow and you're going to find out something new about yourself, but you still don't settle. And in there, to a certain degree, you're settling. You know what I mean? You're putting on a smile. You're acting bubbly. You're going along with the flow just so you can get paid. You know what I mean? Just so you can get paid. Yeah. And it's 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 so interesting though to even to hear you talk about this because even like again we can take this outside of the strip club you right. know there are people a lot who might be in corporate America you know mm-hmm. who are putting on this facade right you know for the sake of you know getting paid kind of selling themselves short if you right. will right um, in a sense so 
that's really, really, um, that's really interesting to me, though. But I definitely hear hear your growth around this for sure. Um, so I wanted to reiterate this again. I know I mentioned this on Hustle and Heart Part One. Um, what inspired me to come up with this episode title? <laughs> and so again, you know, one of my guilty pleasures. I don't watch it as much, though, believe it or not. But um, it's the show Beyond the Pole. Mm-hmm. And it's about strip culture. It's about women who are trying to leave stripping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just continue to uh, invest their time and energy into, you know, their passions and their goals. And so one of the life coaches on the air, she was talking to one of the strippers and she said, it's two things you need to take with you when you leave. Uh, when you leave dancing and she said that's your hustle in your heart right and so I do believe now that you are investing a lot of this time into your music right um, which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. um you're you have your hustle in your heart would you say that there's anything else that you've taken with you and if not um how are you going to continue to use your hustle and heart in your music if you don't think you've taken anything else which I'm sure you have but I mean uh, one thing I would say I would take from the club is the um, it's the the confidence level. You have to have a certain mm-hmm. level of confidence in there to mm-hmm. still be able to get out and you know dance naked in front of some people. So, right. um, I do believe you should take your hustle because you gotta hustle in there. You gotta get out. You gotta move around, talk to different people you know have a little mouthpiece and I feel like you still can still have that within you know a day-to-day life but not not necessarily to manipulate or to get um a dollar out of somebody but uh really it's the confidence but I feel like um you should have confidence you know in general with anything you're doing in life period yes whatever job what it is even though you may not fully you know know where it will take you still have to have confidence and believe in yourself and what you're actually doing or uh, aspiring to do so um yeah okay that's good um yeah confidence for sure your hustle your heart and your confidence correct because you have to have some confidence to get up there on, a, you know, on the stage at night to be able to dance in front of people. Now, mind you, I still was nervous, but I still did it anyway. So I'm like, if I can get up there and have the confidence to dance, then I can have the confidence to actually pursue what I really want to do in life. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, too, on a brighter side as well. You probably know how to dance now. <laughs> Go you. <laughs> when I say rest in peace to DJ Mando, because when I used to come out, I used to work at Onyx. When I came out and had to get on the mm-hmm. stage, he would clown on me so bad. He would like, Jeremy, catch the beat. I would be so nervous. I would dance oh, no. so fast. I wasn't even on beat. Okay, that's how nervous every night I was. I had butterflies. Like, I really had butter, bubble guts, everything, butterflies. I was so scared. But I actually, it was a period where I stopped dancing for like a few years. And then I went back to dancing. 
And when I went back, it was like a whole different other ball game. I was relaxed. I knew how to dance, dance to the music, move to the beat and everything. So, yeah. That's that is aspect. so interesting. <laughs> Were you ever under the influence at any time when you danced just to make yourself more relaxed? Were you, did you ever have to take any like, type of substances or mm, alcohol? I would say the only time I did that um, is when my grandfather passed. And I noticed outside of the club, necessarily, I wouldn't drink. But when I got to work, I would drink. And I'm like, you would drink. This? yeah, where is this coming from? And I did that for like a whole year. Yeah, mm. I was drinking. Wow, that you were was drinking just to I, kind of relax yourself. And... Correct for a year, mm-hmm. I was drinking, and then I was like, "This is not me." Never needed, yeah. never needed it, or never had a desire to. Even before I even started dancing, I was never a drinker like that. So, right, yeah, no, never needed to. Okay, and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we continue to kind of journey out of the strip club you know time is drawing near where you probably had some type of self-awareness where you wanted out so what kind of started happening or what were some factors that played a part in your decision to say you know I'm kind of ready to give this up okay well the first thing was and I'm just going to be completely honest no you're going to take it off girl (laughs) naked it was my age for me and I was even though right now my um, perspective of life has has changed, mm-hmm. but at that time, I'm like, I'm approaching 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And for myself, I told myself, I was like, I don't want to be dancing still at 30, um, in my 30s. And on top of that, I had um, switched to another club. And at that time, I was working at Magic City. Okay. And, and those are very big known clubs in Atlanta, right? Onyx right. and Magic City. Onyx and Magic okay. City. I would go to work one night. I would be motivated to make money. The next night, I would just sit on the stage and just look at everybody and look at what's going on around me. And I came to a point where I was like emotionally and physically tired of this life. And I was like, this is not what I envisioned for myself, especially at 30. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I told myself that, okay. And, and to be honest, I actually quit once previously before, um, in like 2018, I quit for a month and then I had end up like relapsing and, and going back. But the second time, which was just last year, February 4th, I told myself that was my last day. I'm not dancing anymore. I can't do this. This is not what I want. This is not my heart's desire. Yeah. And I just certain things, it was like a domino effect that actually pushed me to leave the club. And I stuck with it. And I was like, I'm out. I was like, this is, this is not me. This is not where I was spiritually growing into. It was just a disconnect. It was a disconnect. It was, yeah. it was a major disconnect for me. So I knew I had to leave and whatever happened afterwards, I just had to prepare myself mentally, emotionally for it because coming from making money, fast money every night to now you being honest, I just didn't know how I was going to do it. How I was going to pay my bills, how I was going to transition into music. 
I just had to take a blind leap of faith and just close the chapter and say, Judith, you're not ever going back and you have to stand on top of what you what you really want. So, yeah. And I do believe you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I when you I remember you, you kept saying um, when you left this time you kept saying, this feels different. This time feels different. Like I'm not going back. Right. And something I noticed, even with the conversation I had on part one, um, is that when you leave fast money, it's not, it's not easy leaving fast money because you're getting it so quickly. It's coming in so quickly. And so it's like, when you say you're out and you're leaving in your mind, yes, that's what you want to do, I assume. But then it's still that, you're so used you get accustomed to a certain lifestyle correct and so it's like it's it's kind of difficult to leave that even though you want to leave it like you said I know there was a time you left and then you but you went back Mm -hmm. and it's probably because of the because of the money how it was coming in so quickly right and not being able to pay my bills but this time I was like I'm gonna have to find different means and I cried about it I Mm -hmm. went mentally back and forth with myself I was like went through a period where I was like kind of second guessing myself um Mm -hmm. but then I had to like meditate and pull myself together and I was like regardless of you not being able to see how you're going to be able to pay your bills for the next month if you have this blind faith and you believe that you're going to get where you need to be with God's help, of course, then um, you're not going back. You know what I mean? You're not. That's so you, good. And I was like, I don't want to continue this same cycle. You know, I want to. Yeah. You know, close yeah. that chapter. I don't want to say I'm quitting and then relapse and go back again. So I didn't yeah. want to create a pattern or a cycle for it. I was like, nah, if I have to have a withdrawal, I would just go through the emotions, feel it, and then release it next day. And I get up Mm. and do what I have to do. But I did kind of like shut down from people, you know, certain people I pulled away. Yeah. And I had to get my mental state and my emotions together because it was, it was a rough, it was a rough, like year, last year was a rough year. Yeah. So, but I pulled through. So, yeah, for sure. And you did, and you Mm -hmm. did. So that's, that's good. Yeah, 2019 was like the year of healing. I know I say that all the time, but it was like a year of healing, you know. Yeah, and then it's like it's almost like a muscle when you don't when you don't use it. Of course, it's gonna feel uncomfortable. You know, it's stretching you. And so, of right. course, when you left, that's what was happening to you. You know, you were being stretched. It was really uncomfortable for you. Very much so. You know, I mean, you, honey, you walking out with bags, okay, <laughs> at the mall every time, okay. <laughs> So it was an adjustment, right? Right. To be able to, but, you know, you know, when you wake up, you're going to get some more money the next night. So it's nothing yeah. to go spend three, four, five hundred dollars. It's nothing to go out to eat every night. It was nothing. Right. You know right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. So um, I know this could go on and on and on, but I, I want us to just speak briefly a little bit about you now in terms of you know you're, you're focusing on on music and I know you don't have to be you don't have to go into detail about mm-hmm. that per se but just in terms of now you are in a space where you can focus on what you truly want to focus on that's your passion for music right um 
And so what does that look like for you in terms of, of where you are now? musically in terms in terms of what I'm saying is like in terms of like you're writing or getting in a space where you're you know I am my own boss currently right now so Mm -hmm. um music is my number one priority right now that's always been my heart's desire um I remember putting out my first little album in when I was like 19 years old but um it's been a long journey Mm -hmm. so right now currently right now I am working on my first project um that will be out and released this year so that is my pride and joy my first priority um and I'm not looking back I'm about to that same confidence that I had every night getting up putting on a a dance outfit walking up them stairs and heading to the stage or Mm -hmm. heading to get some money I'm taking that same confidence with my music so and that blind exactly so yeah I'm really excited yeah I'm excited too Mm -hmm. because you're gonna be you're going to be walking up the stairs on another stage (laughs) correct yeah and I'll be backstage right (laughs) (laughs) correct Correct. I'll be cheering you on this is so exciting though I'm super super excited and I know that this story could go on and on and on but um I know there may be some out there and you and I talked about this there are some people who probably will tune in just to hear your story for entertainment yeah you know um and that's okay we can't control those ears but I know there are a lot of us who I hope have heard this story and have heard a lot of the lessons learned and how you can literally have it all one day Mm-hmm. And within the blink of an eye, it can be gone. Right. And I think to see, to have seen you literally walk that path and you're still, you still have your strength and you still, you're still in your right mind, right? you know, mm-hmm. and you still have courage and you're still so fearless. Yeah. It just says so much about a person. And mm-hmm. so, of course, I, I think I've done this with the guests that I've had on here, which it hasn't been many, but I think I always ask this question because I think it's just a question of like reflection. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you could say something or just write a brief letter to a younger you and that younger you could be literally a younger you or just another young girl out there who might be in a space or a tight spot where it's like, you know, she's contemplating stripping or if not stripping, mm-hmm. she's contemplating um maybe selling herself short in Mm -hmm. a way you know where it's kind of devaluing her what would you say what would you say I would tell her don't settle for plan b to Mm. go full-fledged with plan a Mm. and um whatever whatever comes your way you just have to change your perspective on it as mm. opposed to not looking at it as a problem or a, a obstacle, but looking at it. Okay. Um, what route, what other route can I take, but still going full fledged with plan a C I feel like I settled for plan B instead of going with plan. Mm. A. You yeah. Know what I mean, kind of got distracted. Kind of got sure. distracted. With so don't even have a plan B. This mm. my my to myself. Go full fledged with Plan A. Figure out ways, network. You know, get out there. Whatever it is you you want, plan your heart's true heart's desire is. I feel like you should definitely go for it. So 
So that's what I would have told my younger self is like, don't settle for plan B. Don't say, Mm. oh, I'll have to do this in order for this to work. No, let me make this work. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And build a world around that instead of, you know, plan B. Absolutely. Girl, I got to get my shades because your future is (laughs) blinding me right now. I can so see. I can (laughs) I know you laugh and real politically correct, but I know we're going to have more conversation. <laughs> it's okay. No, you know what? I just, I'm super overjoyed. This this Thank conversation. You for me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for allowing no. me to share my naked truth to a certain I'm extent. so glad. I mean, I'm so glad you came on and you got naked, you know, in, in this light, you yes. know. So this was super, super and big exciting. And all the strippers who still get naked, I have, I still got love for my strippers. I would still go <laughs> in the club and throw someone to this day. So like, I'm not discrediting anything where I've been <laughs> at all whatsoever. I still like the strip club. I just feel like you should just have a plan and stick to it. You know what I mean? Don't get caught up with a nigga with some money and some change and, a, and some slick <laughs> words. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! And yeah, see, and I don't like ship. I've never been to a ship club. Oh, don't want to go. Experience it one time. I'm telling you, we going. <laughs> no. Oh goodness. Okay, yeah, it's time to wrap this uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming no. on to the Naked Podcast. You no, again you will not be a stranger. I know you kind of introduced yourself, but of course you, you are a part of the home team, so I know you'll be back on. But again, thank you so much for uh, thank you for choosing to bless this platform, girl. Thank so blessings you. to you, thank yes, you. ladies You're and thanks. gentlemen. She did. <laughs> Hi again, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in to tonight's episode. Uh, Just a friendly reminder that many of these episodes are not for entertainment or enjoyment. They are truly to inspire, to motivate, to empower, and to heal. And I hope many of you out there have found that in tonight's episode. Also, we are more than our past. And always remember to keep your hustle in your heart in whatever you do. So again, thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for your support. Please leave me a comment and or a message. And if you found the episode to be moving in any kind of way, reach out to my girl, let her know, show her love, and we're going to keep this thing moving. So again, until next time, you all be blessed and you all be great.